uh, yeah, I think we're good to start. Hello and welcome to Scientifically Speaking. I'm your host, Colleen. I'm Shane. I'm Reed. And I'm Dave. Dave, what are we talking about today? You don't wanna you don't wanna do the uh, we're rebooted, new suited, root and tooted? Oh, I really I wanted to do it so badly. Um. <laughs> you can do it now. <laughs> I think it's too late. We uh, the we missed the passed. moment. Yeah. Fine. All right. Go ahead. Host. What do we host me? All right. So Dave, you're our expert for the day. Tell us what we're talking about. Well, I decided that we should talk about something that I find really cool, but apparently a lot of people are very confused about. We're talking about the octopus today. The noble, yet humble, deeply sensual octopus. I have a question right off the top. Are Is it octopuses or squids that have like two tentacles that are different from the others? Wow, you just dove into a question that I have <laughs> deeply answered on this. So thank you, uh, but... I solicited some questions from the peanut gallery. The listeners are still like, what is an octopus? Colleen's like, give me a deep dive on the anatomy of octopus tentacles. No, okay, but I have a reason. I was <laughs> I was at the gym like a month ago. and How is this going to turn into octopuses? <laughs> well, I got attacked by an octopus. <laughs> they bring their kids sometimes to the gym, which is really cute. Octopuses? Oh, the kids are octopuses. <laughs> One of their kids was talking about how octopuses have hands. And then everyone was trying to figure out what the hell they meant by that. And they were like, maybe two of the ones. And they were like, yeah, like they have have two hands and then like a bunch of legs or something. So what what you're saying is actually uh, a pretty important thing that we will, uh, you know, to use some corporate lingo, we'll circle back. Um, (laughs) I actually did solicit a bunch of questions from the peanut gallery and one of the big questions was uh, what's the difference between an octopus and a squid which is a very good question and we will answer it at the end I have a bunch of listener questions so good question but the first thing we need to talk about is what the fuck is an octopus so I wanted to start off answering that question just by walking through the tree of life so for those people who don't know what the tree of life is it's a giant tree that connects every living thing on earth and you can see where every being every organism on that tree is placed by tracking its ancestry through time. It's a good way to look to see how different things are related. Just like you can look at your family tree and see how you're related to your first and second and third cousins, we can look through the tree of life to see how we're related to birds and ants and trees and bacteria. And octopuses. And octopuses. Exactly. So I wanted to just walk through the tree of life and figure out exactly where octopuses fall on this tree of life so we know how exactly they're related to us and related to other things. So the first thing to note is that octopuses are animals. They are animals. They're in the group of animals, meaning they consume organic material, they breathe oxygen, they're able to move, they reproduce sexually, and they uh, grow from a hollow sphere of cells called the blastula. There's a developmental part of this all, but we don't really need to cover that. Basically, octopuses octopuses are animals just like us not just cool. like us but they are animals we are both <laughs> animals <laughs> they're animals a small amount like us next up 
Octopuses are bilaterians. Oh boy. All that, that means word already makes my head hurt. Actually, it's pretty simple. All it means is that they have bilateral symmetry. You said bilaterians? Bilaterians, meaning they have bilateral symmetry, just like us. Got it. You yeah, cut us in half like and we're, we're symmetrical right down the middle. Except for our heart. And we're mostly symmetrical right down the middle. Okay. <laughs> there's, obviously, there's always a few differences, but in okay. general, we have a single line of symmetry. What's a thing that's not a bilaterian? Versus, say, a starfish. A starfish, uh, well, it's complicated. No, starfish what? are technically bilaterians, but they developed radial symmetry after that. But if you look at an anemone or a jellyfish, a jellyfish okay. is not a bilaterian. They do not have bilateral symmetry. They have radial symmetry, which means you can cut them into pie uh, pieces like a wheel or a circle or a pie. I see. Doesn't that mean that you can also cut them in half? Yeah, I feel like there's both, yeah? Yes, but we okay. only, they, it means they have more than one radius axis of symmetry. Uh, uh, okay. uh, so bilaterians only have the one axis of symmetry. Is there anything that doesn't have any symmetry? Uh, sponges. Oh. Sponges are the I guess most also like basal coral? animals, which means they're the ones. No, actually, coral have radial symmetry. They look like little jellyfish. Uh. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, so sponges are the most basic form of animal. They don't have any symmetry whatsoever. Then you mm. get jellyfish and corals and anemones, which have radial symmetry. And then you gotcha. get bilaterians like us and octopuses, all vertebrates um, who all have bilateral symmetry. Interesting that as it gets more complex, you lose symmetry. I guess that kind of makes sense. It's but harder it's for, yeah, it's harder to yeah. uh, have a complex system with lots of specialization and still have, have it be very easy to cut you into exactly yeah, equal pieces. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I buy it. All right, continue. So next up, uh, this is where we differ from octopuses. This is where our lineage branched off from octopuses. Okay. We are deuterostomes. Oh boy. What this word oh. is, you don't really need to know. All it means is that during development, it's uh, where we, what organ develops first? How our original clump of cells <laughs> develops. Deuterostomes. because I know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Deuterostomes have uh, the anus that develops first. Humans are ass first. Correct. <laughs> Protostomes have the mouth that develops first. It's just a, a really simple term in uh, embryonic development that uh, is a big difference between us and octopuses. And this is where is we branch off. That's the first place we diverge? Yep. Octopuses are protostomes are there and is it like are all protostomes like very different from from us uh or yes. like does that make sense there are no like like are there any mammals that are protostomes nope. protostomes all vertebrates are deuterostomes ah interesting mammals is yeah. way down the line right no no i know i know yeah 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 i guess that's true but yeah so okay. this is where we first break off from octopus we very okay. far back in evolutionary history based on the origins of our embryonic development octopuses followed a different evolutionary pathway than us. This is where we break off from them. So let's continue down the pathway that they're on. So they're okay. protostomes. Within that are different groups. Octopuses are in a group called, this is an even better word, so get ready. This is my favorite oh one. Lophotrochozoans. Oh, nice. I like that one. That's yeah. got a good mouthfeel. Octopuses. Do it again. Lophotrochozoans. 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 Okay, yes. cool. So this group, Lophotrochozoa, is named after two important characteristics of all of its members. It's named after the feeding structure called a lophophore, 
which is like a crown of tentacles that surround its mouth. Oh, okay. In the larva. And the developmental stage of the larva called a trochophore, which is like a free-living planktonic larva. Basically, all the animals in this group, what that means is that when they first hatch their eggs, their larva exist as in the ocean as plankton. So as you can oh. probably tell from this, almost all Lopatrogozoans <laughs> are water-based. They live in the water. Okay. They're like snails are part of this group as well, and they can live on land, but for the most part, most of these are water Wait, 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 wait. Snail larvae are little plankton? Yeah. Whoa! That's actually really blowing my mind. I never, I, I guess, like, I don't really think, I, I, I know that this isn't true, but, like, I only really think of, like, insects as having larvae. Yeah. And I guess I know that, like, I think probably larvae isn't the right word for it, but, like, amphibians have many life stages sometimes. Yep. But a slug, it feels weird for a slug to be a plankton because it feels like a plankton is more complex than a slug. My job here <laughs> as producer is to, you know, go and uh, elaborate on these subjects by looking it up, but I'm immediately failing at my job because I'm deeply afraid of snails and slugs, and I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> That's true. Reed, Reed historically uh, is horrified. Wait, really? Uh-huh. Ithaca was probably a bad place for you. Yeah, yeah like what, what part of it just the, scares you? Just their existence. I don't know. It's like an existential yeah. fear. <laughs> sort of their, their whole deal. We went for a hike with Colleen's family one time, and uh, <laughs> her sister was walking right in front of me, and she was walking, we were walking up steps, and I was like, oh, look out, there's a slug. And she just, I don't know, didn't hear me or something, <laughs> and just stepped right on it. So I was looking right at it, and I watched. It was so deeply upsetting to watch. <laughs> it just like, it just, I mean, it popped. It like, it like perforated and then just deflated. It like within seconds had shriveled into like something that was completely unidentifiable as a slug. And I was so sad. And she had no idea because then when she looked down, it didn't look like a slug anymore. It was just like a leaf. Like it was like a totally, it dried out like instantly. It was wild. Oof. Yeah, they're awful. They're weird. Um, there's actually <laughs> sort of a reason for that that we'll get into a little bit. Um, okay. So one thing to note here is that the word plankton is a very broad term. Mm, plankton does not refer to a specific organism. Plankton okay. is anything that lives free floating in the water and either really? eats or absorbs things through sunlight. It's just li- literally, it just means like living organic matter in water. No shit. So Lophotrochozoans have this lophophore, which okay. is what part of their mouth parts, and the tro- which is the larva that exists as plankton. If you Google plankton, you get like the SpongeBob character. Not nine pictures of like plankton, like actual plankton, and then immediately, yeah, you start getting almost all the SpongeBob character. <laughs> <laughs> so the next, the next step in our evolutionary tree here, yeah, within Lophotrochozoa is the group called mollusks. Mollusks are very diverse. There's a few defining characteristics, though. Mollusks have a mantle, which is part of their body wall. It's just refers to a large, like, part of their anatomy, the body wall. It's the part that produces shells in stuff like snails and clams, which are mollusks. Okay. Um, And octopuses, squids, cuttlefish are also mollusks. What's their body wall? What's the part of an octopus that is the body wall? I will get there. Don't worry. You are asking some good questions. But yeah, mollusks have the mantle, which is the 
body wall, and they have okay. two pairs of nerve cords. Mollusks oh. consist of main body parts of a head and a foot. And two pairs of nerve cords. It just basically, it's uh, anatomically, mollusks are very similar in how their nervous systems are arranged. Okay. That's as, oh, we can definitely go deeper. There's a lot more information there, but okay. basically it just means that there's a specific way that their nervous systems are arranged. Got it. Mollusks have two main body parts, the head and the foot. <laughs> the head okay. is what you think it's going to be, and the foot is a little <laughs> more complicated. Basically, it's <laughs> so the opposite of what I was expecting. The yeah. head's really straightforward. The foot is where it gets really tricky. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Basically, all mollusks develop the foot a different way. So, for example, okay. uh, snail feet is their main body part that you see, like the bottom of a snail, the part that they walk around. Yeah, the whole thing is slide the around. It just is. That's the foot. That's what you call it's all foot. Okay. In uh, bivalves, like clams, mussels, oysters, it's the tongue that you see that they can bury themselves with. Uh -huh. That's, you know, that's the foot. That's the foot. What's the head of a bivalve? It's within the actual body. Uh. Have you ever seen a bivalve uh, swim in the water? Oh, they, it's they, crazy. They like flap? Yeah, well, yeah, certain yeah. Ones they're flap. like flying. Scallops flap. Clams oh, scallops. dig with their tongue. Right. Wait, 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 wait. don't move. So they're scallops, attached to like, they like open and close their shell. Yeah. Is what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And they like, they go backwards, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Or like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, It's like if you were like swimming by just kind of like clapping your arms. Yeah. It's like. Just like pushing you back. It's like if you breathed life into one of those uh, clacker things, how would it move <laughs> around? That's how. Uh, um, trippy. That's yeah. actually, that's kind of really interesting. Wait, oh, uh, but those aren't plankton. No. Plankton, oh, also plankton it has to be microscopic is another oh, piece of that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so like I said, uh, they have a head and a foot. The head is where they keep all the sensory organs and the brain and stuff. You know what a head is. The foot, like I said, is where it gets really interesting. The snails okay. have their, their slidey, scooey parts. The clams have their tongues. And octopuses have done something else with it. And I'm sure you can guess what this is. The last part on our journey through the evolutionary tree is that octopuses mm -hmm. are cephalopods. Pods, which right. means that they've modified the foot into a set of arms. I always get confused with what's the dolphins or what are dol what's the the group that dolphins are in or the family that dolphins are cetaceans? in? Cetaceans? Yeah. Somehow I always get cetaceans and cephalopods mixed up in my head. Even though cephalopods has the word for feet in it. Yeah. Do that whatever. Anyway. So octopuses are cephalopods, and the other cephalopods, octopus, squids, cuttlefish, all of them uh -huh. have modified that foot into a set of arms. Well, I just want to jump in here <laughs> with to follow the plankton thing. Uh, okay. So apparently plankton is like a pretty broad term, and it can refer to anything that just floats. So like jellyfish are considered a form of zooplankton. What? Oh, it doesn't like have to be microscopic? all jellyfish? Yeah, so plankton is used to describe the larva of... Um, of like mollusks but they're not uh, uh -huh. necessarily uh yeah. so it, it goes one way but not the other like it's a quality of the larva so but it's not right the something term. having something having a plankton larva doesn't make it a mollusk yeah or being plankton doesn't That's make it correct. It's larva. just the specific type of larva, the trochophore. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That which makes are something also a which and just happens have... to be a planktonic larva. And they also, you can't see that I'm doing this, but I'm making little Zoidberg, Zoidberg tentacle yes. things on my mouth with my Very fingers. Very accurate. Okay, cool. So that's the descent into the evolutionary tree. Octopuses are animals. They're bilaterians. They're protostomes, lophotrochozoans, mollusks, cephalopods, and lastly, octopuses are just octopuses. So what makes an octopus unique? That's what we're going to get into next. I feel lied to 
that it's valid to call eight arms a foot. <laughs> yes, it is. That feels in fact, kind of the arms up. are literally the foot. But that just of... is because evolutionary biology was written by a bunch of mammals. <laughs> so we're really bad at describing things in terms that we can't sympathize with. Mm, okay, I'm into it. Because humans dude did all the dude did all the evolutionary biology dude. research. We get to call things whatever we want and a lot of times that means we call stuff that's really dumb and doesn't really make sense in context oh i have a question yes uh you're like you were saying like that the head of like mollusks is the uh, the part that you're thinking of but so like do like bivalves for example do bivalves have like sensory organs i guess they must yes they do but shane bivalves are yeah. not what we're talking about today i know but they're so weird tangent <laughs> tangent tangent <laughs> all, right, all right all right we can go back we'll, to we'll do a octopuses are also really weird we'll do a bivalve lost episode okay i would I, honestly i could do an episode about literally every like type of animal i know i'm Earth. pretty into that yeah um this is a good plan. But let's talk about octopuses because they're really weird. So okay. octopuses are octopuses. What makes them interesting? What makes them unique? Octopuses are unique because of the number of arms they have. Does How eight. many arms does an octopus they have? They have eight arms. Eight. They have two. Eight arms. I'm going to say eight. Two. I'm going two. Why well, are you going with two? Because he had two and then they got six legs. <laughs> no. Octopuses have eight <laughs> arms. <laughs> Hence the name. No, he's like, it's a trick <laughs> question. Octopus. I know the trick. I like the I like the uh, assumption that it's a trick question, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so octopuses have eight arms. That's why they're called octopuses. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that felt. Um, that but felt actually, pointed. you have a good point about <laughs> the difference between arms and tentacles. Oh. So tentacles refers to any mollusk limb, but more specifically, they refer to arms or body limbs that are used for feeding. Octopuses oh. don't have tentacles. Non-feeding arms are referred to as limbs. So octopuses use huh. their arms. They just have arms to grab onto things. Interesting, interesting, interesting. They're not eating. Wait, so, okay, so. How do they eat? Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll they, get there. They got crazy beak things. What? Yeah. Did you okay. pre-research this? No, I just, they're cool looking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I swear I did not do any research for this. Um, Wait, can you give an example of a thing that has tentacles instead of arms? So, uh, the question earlier was, what's the difference between a squid and an octopus? Okay. Both squids and octopuses both have eight arms. Squids, okay. also, uh, however, have eight arms and two tentacles, meaning oh. they have ten limbs altogether. That's wow. the difference between a squid and an octopus. Oh, interesting. I'm going to go back to the gym. I'm going to, like, show this kid. Yeah. Yeah, you're just going like, to, like, punch like, him hey, in the face with like, hey, remember, like, two months ago when you said that octopuses this had... This kid's, like, eight? No, it's probably... Well, six. He's, <laughs> he's six with two years, two extra Klein's years. Gonna it's, make a six-year-old cry. It was like cry. pretty impressive that they knew like anything about octopuses. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, okay. Uh, what is, can you, I know we're, we're continuing to ask questions about things that are peripheral to octopuses, but how does a squid use its tentacles to eat? What does that mean? Uh, we'll have Reed research that one. All right, okay. I'm on it. Reed, tell me. And uh, we'll, right, we'll, yeah. we'll move on a little bit. <laughs> we keep moving um, Because, uh, the next thing is we do want to talk about like uh, that we will continue to talk about their anatomy. So octopuses okay. have eight arms, and uh, they have one arm that's special that we'll talk about in a bit. What? But not in addition what? to the eight. No, it's it's, it's just one of, one of, one of the their eight, eight is arms special. is a little different than the rest. It's a penis. Yeah, it's a penis. Wait, really? I was totally kidding. No, it's it's basically a penis. What? 
All right. I mean, I'm going to barely keep it together, but I guess we can come back to that later. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll circle back. <laughs> All right. We're going to stop that now. <laughs> uh, so another part of their anatomy is octopuses have heads, right? Yeah. In their heads, they have a set of gills, which is how they breathe. They have a siphon, which they use for expelling water. That's mostly how they move around. Oh, really? Is that on the bottom of them? It's sort of on the side. It's really? next to the tentacles. The arms, oh. I mean. See, even I... They just have one. Up. There's just the one. Yep. And it's like, oh, is that why they look like they're moving sideways? Uh, it's... it's. Have you ever seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Davy Jones? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember he had the one little one that wasn't oh, quite a yeah. tentacle, but it was a little thing that, like, shot out yeah. hair next to the side of his face? Oh, that was that a penis? is a siphon. Oh, sorry. I just jumped in. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Wait, does that mean, though, that, like... Like one of the tentacles on Davy Jones's head was a penis. Almost certainly. I guess arms, not tentacles. But not yeah, tentacles. Okay. Quick aside arms. for the yeah. arms and tentacles. Uh, so just structurally, oh, yeah. one the difference with squid tentacles is that they generally have suckers only on like the sort of paddle-like hands at the ends. Okay. And whereas the octopus arms are just used for sort of moving around, ambulating, the squid tentacles are specialized specifically for reaching out, grabbing prey, and bringing it in to eat. Huh. Okay. So like the got it. And but the but the squid also has arms, right? And it, it doesn't, does. Yes. Does it use those for moving around? Uh, I don't believe it does. I think it. Oh. I don't think squids really move along the bottom. I'll read more about that. But tentacles okay. are. I just, actually can't answer uh, that. Oh, you can. Good. Yes, squids. Squids are more open water swimming right octopuses like to crawl around so what do they use their swim. arms for they use their arms to wait i think they, they can use yeah. they use them to hold the the prey in once they've been brought into the mouth oh. and just hold on to them got it got it got it got it weird okay cool but they have dedicated tentacles with suckers only on the end to catch stuff cool got it so like i said they have a set of gills but they also take in oxygen through their skin which is really weird i couldn't really that figure out like weird. why they need gills then <laughs> Well, maybe it's just not enough. I probably not bet. enough. That's my guess as well. Probably other mollusks just take an os- oxygen through their skin, right? Like bivalves. Good question. I'm not sure. Like bivalves don't have gills. Um, I guess I'm I, pretty sure they do I'm, actually. They oh, actually, really? I know for a fact that they do have gills. You oh, want me okay. to do a bivalve tiny, episode? Tiny? Maybe. <laughs> but I guess I could imagine somewhere off the evolution. Like, do plankton have gills? Like little what? tiny ones? Depends on the plankton. Gills do, do some... actually. I mean. <laughs> Anything microscopic won't have gills. Gills are specifically right. a macroscopic structure. Yeah. But plankton, okay. certain plankton might have oxygen. Right. It's just the name that we give to oxygen exchanging organs in mm. water dwelling mm. animals. So an octopus's skin is gills. <laughs> but oh boy. also their gills is gills. <laughs> but is legs. <laughs> <laughs> It does seem that they oh, they maybe get a like a better surface area on their gills, which allows for more efficient uptake. Cool. Okay. So Shane, your right. your guess was 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 likely right. Basically, they have gills for the main part of it, main part of oxygen um, absorption, and they can take in a little through their skin just because they can and do. Yeah, that feels right to me. Sufficiently uh, unintentional to be from evolution. Yeah. Uh, so the last thing I want to talk about with the basic anatomy is the yeah. the beak that you you mentioned earlier, Shane. Yeah. So yeah. octopuses, if you imagine looking at an octopus, um, imagine your hand is an octopus. And imagine the uh, your wrist is like the octopus's head and your fingers are the octopus's arms. Okay. I need now, more fingers, but hold on. I'm going to add something for my other hand. Okay. <laughs> 
So that's that's basically what an octopus looks like. Now, in the middle of all the tentacles, on the bottom, where your palm uh, would be, right. octopuses have a beak. <laughs> Colleen and I just at the exact same time <laughs> shoved our hands in each other's face. They're literally just octopusing each other now. <laughs> Guys, we are recording. We're not recording the Get video. Get a room. Yeah, we are in a room. We're literally in a room. I guarantee we're in a room. <laughs> 100% certain. <laughs> anyway, so you have, you look at your, your octopus hand. Where your palm yep. would be is where an octopus keeps has a beak. And when I say beak, a lot of what we talked about earlier, how we, we talked about how in evolutionary bio, we have names for things that don't quite match up with what it actually is. Like how a snail foot doesn't really look like a foot. However, so this is not a bird beak. Oh. However, octopuses have a beak and Jesus Christ, it looks exactly like a parrot's beak. Yeah, it's a beak. I'm Holy showing crap. Colleen pictures. It's it kind of horrifying exactly looking. exactly like oh, a parrot beak. Ew. It's really gross. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, I don't like that. It's like black. I yeah. mean, I assume they're not literally if all you, black. If you Google pictures of like octopus beak, you will be very disturbed. It is, it is really is gross. Really, really disturbing. I can't look away, but it's freaking me out. <laughs> oh, uh, the way they it's have coming to out of like a little like pull away the That's how I feel about flesh. Mickey Rourke. What was that? What? Mickey Rourke? Reed? Oh, just saying the uh, way I was they... saying, I, I, it's, it's freaking me out, but I can't look away. <laughs> like Mickey Rourke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Can we do an episode on Mickey Rourke? <laughs> in, Wait, Reed, what were you saying? Uh, just in one picture where they're pulling away the tentacles and other octopus flesh to expose the beak. It's unsettling. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. Really unsettling. So this is um, one, also... in one Mickey Rourke lifetime, this is what you get. One additional to <laughs> our current uh, Mickey Rourke lifetime. Um, the, the octopus beaks are actually really sharp. Uh, squids have these too. And when I was in high school, I had a I took a marine bio class, and my uh, lab partner and I were dissecting a squid. And uh, she took out the beak, uh, and I didn't notice. And I was turning around, like writing something down. And she thought it'd be a fun idea to uh, poke me with the beak, oh, oh and no. it drew blood. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Wow, they that are is sharp. She's just like crazy sharp. Wow. So an octopus could eat you. Yeah, uh, they could. Yeah hurt you they could eat you if you were dead okay. they, they could kill you if they wanted to but the way they would kill you is probably drowning you okay yeah that makes sense and then they would just like sort of slowly like scavenger style eat you yes but correct. like a giant but squid could definitely a giant squid would definitely could definitely just bite you the fuck in half oh god that's horrifying. Oh, I hate the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that's 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 so that's the main idea for octopuses. Uh, so the their arms, like Reed said, are covered in suckers, and the, those suckers they use to hang on to stuff. Basically, they use it to like crawl along the seafloor. They can you know suck onto uh, uh, corals and rocks, so they hold on in strong. This currents. is always interesting to me. Like they does that rely entirely on just like the same kind of vacuum system that like a plastic sucker that you stick on like a shower does yes. i feel like those are really hard to stick on anything that's not like very flat you know like not like tile so yes but also remember that they're very flexible octopuses uh, -huh. uh can wrap an entire arm around it and get a bunch of suckers on it at once and so, so you're not dealing with just one sucker yeah exactly mm. the, and they're they can manipulate it we'll talk a little bit about their uh how they move around um yeah. but it's it's really weird actually let's just do that right now yay we'll, we'll talk about their. their i love guiding right the conversation so so octopus arms are really weird um, uh -huh. because of the way their brains work. So okay. I just have a, uh, a little uh, fact to, to spit out for you. Um, two thirds of octopus neurons are in their arms. Cool. That doesn't make any sense. 
because so, all of them should be in their brain? No. Okay. Most <laughs> a, a plurality of their neurons are in their arms. Basically, it means that every single arm has a miniature brain. They can all what? operate independently with very little, almost no input from the main brain. That's what's freaky. Wait, so... It's oh, like your wow. hand would just like go do something without checking with your head first. Yep. Oh, that's horrifying. That How makes does a that lot work of sense, though. Yeah. You, it does? No, like if you're looking at an octopus move, like does it look like all of its limbs are acting under one authority? I don't know. It seems like moving eight things at once would be really hard if you just had the one brain. I guess that's true. So the argument but evolutionarily like, is that it's actually far more efficient to have more neurons in the arms and have them work independently because you don't need as much input. In fact, um, I read about some researchers who were uh, building robotics based on octopus arms, okay. and they had each arm have its own little processor making very small calculations. And the actual ability of those robot arms to move around didn't require that much work, didn't require that much thinking. But mm. as a whole, it ended up being very complex behavior. Yeah, it's interesting. So That's very interesting. So the way this works is uh, all the arms contain tension tension sensors so they know whether it's stretched out or not but that's it that's pretty much the only input that octopuses get from their arms okay whether or not it's stretched out so the brain has no idea about the body's the octopus's position the position of their body or arms the way that an octopus knows the position of its arms <sighs> Humans have a sense called proprioception. Yes. Yep. Which means we can tell where our body parts are at any given time. It's like how hand-eye coordination eyes, works. And you move your arm around a bunch. You still know where your fingertip is. You can close your eyes and put your arm above your head. And you, you can tell your arm is above your head. Yeah, you, like can, you can tell if it's it. down below. Like you can still like, poke yourself in the nose even with your eyes closed. Because you know where your finger and your nose are. I just did that and I completely missed. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> It's like up here. <laughs> so yeah, it, it has it has almost no proprioception. Um, okay. It also doesn't have stereognosis, which is a long word that basically means if it's holding an object, if if you yeah. and me are holding an object, we can sort of tell without looking at it the general shape of the object. If you oh, hold a ball in your hand, you can tell it. it's a ball. If you hold a yeah, cube okay. in your hand, you can tell it's a cube. Octopuses don't have that. They can't make a mental image of what they're holding. <laughs> okay. It can what? it can tell texture variations very slightly, and it can uh -huh. tell whether how outstretched its arms are, but it can't okay. integrate the information into a larger picture. Uh, it's a, this is horrifying. You're describing my nightmare. Yeah, it's it literally is the exact feeling you have when you're like asleep in a dream and trying to do stuff, but you can't <laughs> <Right>. do it. <laughs> yeah. Like your, your okay. brain is awake enough to be like, oh, I want to grab this, but then your arms are just yeah. like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so basically, they have no proprioception. They have no yeah. uh, like they, no sense of the object they're handling. Okay. So they have really, uh, they have a hard time learning about the effects of their motions and in fact mm. the only way they can tell where their arms are is they have to look at them <laughs> oh no but half of them are behind so yep <laughs> <laughs> Really weird. Imagine just not knowing where your hand was until you're like, oh, oh my God, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This is freaky. That's, that's an octopus's life because most of its neurons or a, a majority of its neurons are out in its arms. That feels it like- can't uh, tell where its arms are unless it like literally our dogs, sees them. That feels like our dogs with their tails, actually. Like I'm pretty sure Wally has no idea that he even has a tail until it like flicks into his peripheral vision and then he's like, oh, I want that. Yeah, it's weird. But <laughs> yes, very- very, very similar how dogs will chase their tails. Um, I'm, I'm so sure there are octopuses out there who have literally 
and like started eating their own tentacles. <laughs> to, oh, no. to, add to, the, uh, <laughs> to add to the complexity of the arms, they also, so the way these suckers work is they do have muscle yeah. around each one. So they, they form a seal like a suction cup would, but then the muscles sort of expand yeah. the chamber to, to re- like reduce the pressure. And that's what keeps them sucked on. Mm. And squid actually apparently oh, have cool. a piston to, I guess, uh, sort of lift. It lifts up and increases the or decreases the pressure even more. So they have even more sucking power. Wait, they have like a well, piston under each inside s- the like sucker? sucker? Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> That's wild. Also, one more interesting fact about octopus tentacles. Yeah. Uh, arms. Sorry. Wow. It's really easy to mix those up. Yeah. Um, octopus arms. So they, they don't they don't really have good touch sense, but all of their suck cups also have chemo receptors meaning they can taste they can what they're touching whoa okay that seems useful wait yeah. but so you're saying that the arms have chemo receptors does the like does the head brain get that info presumably or just the arms they they must use it to uh hunt for things in general yeah they, they right. all octopuses are predators so they yeah. do hunt so there must mm-hmm. be some way for the brain to take in that information as food or not food yeah okay but they're they can't tell an overall picture of what it is i have a proprioception question yes so when you were saying the octopus doesn't know where its arms are without looking at them does each arm understand where it is relative to the body not really it's it they're okay. they're all acting independently so the, the arms just like oh i'm gonna grab this thing and like that's that's it and and the brain's either like bad or good or like there's no input at all i mean or... they know how far how far stretched out they are right right so like i assume they know like well the rest of the body seems to be going that direction I Maybe think, I, should I think go what we have direction. here is a uh, this is another human bias problem. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, right. You're you're assuming that it like you you can't fathom how this works because yeah. our bodies work so differently. Yeah, but yeah, think yeah, about I think it this right. way. Um, basically, what this means is that instead of having a single control area that we have in our brains that controls yeah. every aspect of our body, octopuses spread out this control throughout their entire bodies. Right. No, so, I hear you. I, I mean, just can't imagine it. So wouldn't it be sort of like if eight people were all holding hands and then someone was like, okay, go find food. Right. And you, you couldn't know, you, talk to each other. Yeah. You couldn't talk to each other. So you would know how far you yeah. are at stretch. So there might be like well, some- but we all have also sensory the, the thing that's tripping me up is that we all have it would yeah, be like if you plugged your eyes and ears also yeah which yeah. i guess you could still maybe sort of i don't know it seems crazy yeah, and you could just smell yeah yeah you're you're describing a thing that seems more plausible than i initially thought it was gonna be like saying it. sort You'd of actually chaos. Be pretty, yeah you could do it yeah the other thing that i was thinking is that like the way i'm kind of envisioning this is like it's kind of like a like uh, it's kind of like how you can train a neural network on like a like a computer like a machine learning system on like a very specific task and not give it the kind of context you would expect like a human to need in order to understand the task it's doing and it can still like optimize its way toward like getting the task right more often than not mm-hmm. even without like understanding what it's doing yeah I feel like the thing that I'm missing is like I'm always like as like a human trying to like figure out how much the other animals understand things and it seems like that's like a bygone yeah like a totally but, not even that it's like a like the, the, even if they do understand things a completely different definition of the word understand than what my brain is trying to do so one thing to note here is uh we we are going to talk about octopus intelligence um in uh-huh. a bit because it's phenomenal when i say that yeah. two-thirds of their neurons are in their arms that doesn't mean that they don't have any in their brains right. octopuses are incredibly intelligent so it just means that 
They have a crazy amount of brain and also a crazy amount of arm brain. Interesting, interesting. Because they do a big head. The thing that I'm thinking of is like, um, like I just like if you had, if everything about you was the same, but each of your hands had like a little bit of brain matter in them. And and so like your head could do just sort of like a grab the wall. And your hands over the course of your entire life had learned how to like optimize your finger strength and position. Like so like a common well, you could issue argue in that like, we do this already. You could argue that we work the same way as an octopus in that yeah, different regions of our brain just not are specialized. Spread out. It's just not spread out throughout our entire bodies. That's interesting. But I guess what I'm thinking is that like a common problem in like weightlifting and rock climbing is like over gripping right because your brain just like you your conscious brain is just like when it gets tired it's just like oh hold on hard but if you had like a separate like totally distinct brain in your hands that was always like just all it had ever done was optimize for how hard to hold things with which fingers at which times you might just like be better at those kinds of physical problems yes that's actually a really great way to put it i, I hadn't thought about mm. it like that but frame framing it as like imagine you're a rock climber and instead of your brain doing all the work your hands can do the minutia of figuring out how hard to grip where to place your yeah. fingers that's what octopus arms are doing lightening the load on the actual brain yeah interesting uh so speaking of this we also need to talk about octopus senses a little bit before we dive into intelligence because okay. the way they sense the world just like pretty much any animal we measure intelligence by how well they take in information and process it right so let's talk okay. about how they take in information we've already talked about how they have chemoreceptors on their suction cups so they can taste what they're touching um, Mm -hmm. Octopuses also, um, I had a question from uh, the, the people that I spoke to, just my, my friends and family about like questions they might have about octopuses. Somebody asked, do octopuses have ears? Which is actually a good question that I never thought about before. Yeah, it is a good The answer question. is kind of. Basically <laughs> attached to the brain are little uh, sacs filled with like minerals and hairs called statocysts. Okay. And these are used for information Ayo. about uh, body position. <laughs> The same way that we use our inner ear for balance, mm. and it's also so possible it like that just like the inner ear, exactly, or not, just like we use the inner ear for both balance and hearing, octopuses okay. likely use these for balance and hearing. However, mm. octopuses have terrible hearing. Okay. So just to uh, frame this, the range of human hearing is between 20 hertz and 20 kilohertz. It's a pretty I mean, broad it's range. Not really, or like most people can't hear below. Most adults cannot hear below 80 to 100 hertz. Sure. And can't hear above about. But still, we have a couple. But yeah. Uh, um, what do you call that? A couple of orders of magnitude. of magnitude of hearing. Octopus's yep. hearing range is between 400 and 1,000 hertz. <sighs> <laughs> that, That's very bad. Is basically nothing. Pathetic hearing. Wild. That's terrible. So it, uh, humans perceive those pitch changes as increasing logarithmically. So the difference between 100 and 200 sounds about the same as the difference between uh, 1,000 and 2,000 and 10,000 and 20,000. So something that that doesn't span an entire order of magnitude, like doesn't go from the hundreds to the thousands, is very 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 small range yeah they basically Brutal. they basically can't hear shit weird i almost feel like and like that's kind of low too like i like i'm imagining like all you'd really be able to quote unquote hear is like water sounds at that you know what i mean like <laughs> well, they do live like, in the ocean i know i'm wondering if it's like really all you can sort of hear is like basically water pressure you know like underwater well, waves you can sort of hear like i said these these statuses are used for body positioning so mm -hmm. it's not it's not unlikely that at that low range essentially there isn't really a 
difference between how the water is pushing you and what you hear. Essentially, yeah. those are the same things. Just like so, sort of how you can hear very, very low pitches that are like loud, right. you feel them in your body. Essentially, yeah. that's all octopuses have. That's interesting. Do they have external ear canals? Nope. Okay, so they just have these little things totally contained within inside their head. Yep. Interesting. However, oh, octopus boy. eyes okay. are real good. Dave looks really excited. So octopuses, um, the eyes are actually not too different from ours, which is really fascinating. Yeah, because everything else is so dramatically different. Octopus eyes, um, the eyes that we have and the eyes that octopuses have are very similar. However, the common ancestor that we share with octopuses didn't have eyes. <laughs> that means that we and octopuses both developed very similar eyes entirely independently, which is a Wild. huge argument for evolution in that, like, clearly very complex systems can evolve independently. But basically, they're not too dissimilar to ours in that they have a cornea, a lens that focuses light towards photoreceptive cells. Uh-huh. They don't seem to have whites. N it's not really. And they have the uh, rectangular-shaped uh, pupils. Yeah, like uh, like how sheep have. Yeah, they can... Uh, look like um the 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 like eyelid so like human eyes have like the sort of i don't know almond shape i guess like when your eyes are open you have sort of like an almond shape that you can see through the eyelids but lots of prey animals i thought mostly had this but like goats and sheep specifically or like goats definitely is what i'm thinking of have like it looks like a coin slot like the eyelid mm -hmm. the, the hope opening in the eyelid i'll, I'll explain why is, that is yeah okay. uh, so basically um one thing that octopuses can do really well is they can detect polarized light Whoa, we what? can't. They can like see the, the direction of light they polarization? They can see the direction of light polarization because uh... what's different from our eyes and theirs is that our eyes, our photoreceptor cells have sort of a random mix of rods and cones. Rods right. telling you the intensity of light, cones telling you color. We have them sort of okay. arranged randomly within our photoreceptors. So we yeah. can see broadly, we can get very crystal clear images of the direction of light sources, and we can get very clear color pictures. However, yep. octopus eyes, they're a rods and cones they're sorry the cells the photoreceptor cells are arranged orthogonally which means that they're arranged in directions in certain directions so they can huh. tell what direction light is coming from and they have better perception depending on direction so wow. it's, it's much easier for them to tell light from dark in the water they can orient themselves better to light right that probably lets them know what direction is the surface right that's the theory ah uh, interesting because all of the light coming from the surface is basically going to be going in the same direction exactly Although is it going to be polarized? Polarized light isn't just about the direction that light is. It's about the direction that the wave is, like the axis that the wave is like has a wavelength along sure and sense. there's definitely scattering as light hits the surface of the ocean and goes down into the water um but sorry i'm trying to prevent my dog from knocking over all of our audio equipment <laughs> you can't tell i'm yelling because you're deaf He's trying to navigate around the keyboard he's right now. Doing way better than I thought he would, given that he's also largely blind. <laughs> he's got like half his body, but his back legs are totally stuck. So yeah, he's just still. He's, he's just standing he's still. He's totally screwed. <laughs> he's got to figure it out. Oh, yep. Just, nope, just he's think, got oh. it. Yeah, there you wow. go. Wow. Basically a cat. Yeah, you did it, pup. Anyway, um, so to be honest, I'm not super well-versed in light polarization, the physics of light. I mean, think about our, our last light episode in Size Peak, what, oh, five, six years ago? Not <laughs> worth thinking about. The point is that they can tell the direction of light. Um, they can also, they also have color 
vision. They have color vision differently to how we have color vision. Okay. The way we have color vision is, is that the, the way cone... you said that makes it sound like it might be uncommon for underwater animals. It is, is very case? uncommon. Color vision isn't super necessary, especially in so in so-called like primitive organisms. Yeah. Like is, obviously are, are that's are misleading, primitive? but the point is that yeah. like they uh, a lot of invertebrates who have really simplified body plans, really simplified lifestyles, their vision depends only on like light dark, how bright, how dark. That's it. That's all you need. Octopuses, right. however, have color vision. The way we have color vision is that our cone cells detect the wavelength of light, right? Octopuses use something called chromatic aberration. Oh. It means that what that is is when a lens that focuses light fails to focus all of the colors to the same point. Yeah. So it's like um, when you blur an image and you get sort of a rainbow effect in high contrast areas. So yeah. like if you if you blur a photo and in areas of high contrast between light and dark, you get a weird like rainbow effect. This Octopuses is also are able like, to uh... see that and they can tell the colors. Basically, it's like they have to look at things sideways, like kind of weirdly sideways to uh, see color and it, it it's like um, works in high it's like when you get areas. a when you get a lens flare or like a glare on uh yeah like we'll think about a jj abrams movie or yeah uh, the lens flare itself has color in it even though like what you're that? actually yeah i'm looking at a picture we have on our wall that i took that has lens flare in it um, <laughs> damn colleen <laughs> all the listeners at home out. will appreciate that yeah uh but but you can see in that picture but also if you just look up lens flare like even though the light that's hitting the lens is white light so it has you know more or less all of the like every frequency of visible light uh because what you're seeing is chromatic aberration you're seeing a place where the light is not being focused onto the quote-unquote retina which like for a camera is the sensor um yeah each each wavelength of light basically hits a different part of the sensor so you'll see more for example in this picture i'm looking at there's like more reddish toward the top and it gets more yellow as you go down and it's just that like the light actually gets fractured a little bit kind of like when you like put light through a prism and you, like white light goes in and multicolored Refracts rainbow light comes colors. out yeah it's like that kind of effect where some of the light gets bent a different amount based on the wavelength and you're saying that octopus use that oh they use that to, to see color which is why their pupils are shaped the way they are we have circular shaped pupils so mm. all of that light gets focused into one spot so that way we can tell colors yeah. very clearly using our cone cells. Octopuses have to use chromatic aberration to see it, which is why if you Google pictures of octopus pupils, you'll see that some have pupils that are shaped like U or W. Oh, I have seen that. They have I'm looking it up weird, right now. like, not, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Their pupils literally look like the letter U or the letter W. Whoa, the W thing is crazy. It's like a fancy W. Yeah. What de what determines whether an octopus has, like, a, a bar-shaped or a U or a W? Or is it, like, different species? Yeah. Okay. Different species. Whoa, some of these are real crazy. Yeah, definitely Google pictures of octopus pupils, and you'll see that they look very unique. It's grossed me out a lot, though. <laughs> the last thing we need to talk about here um, is something that's very unique to octopuses, and uh, it's something that I think is really important in how we talk about intelligence. All right. Octopuses have a very unique ability. They can change their color. Okay. They can change their skin texture and their color. So like chameleons. But way better than a chameleon oh, ever could. Okay. Kind of like how we think of how chameleons do it, yes. maybe? Okay. <laughs> Imagine Randall from Monsters, Inc. 
Uh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Yes, octopuses have that level of control over the color. Now, wow. how do they do this? So the, the physical mechanism of it is actually not that complicated. It just has to do with how they take in uh, light. Basically, what they have is uh, that they have something called opsins, which are photoreceptive uh, proteins. It means a protein that can take in and sense light. Okay. These proteins can sense different wavelengths of light, and they help the octopus skin cell choose a color that camouflages it, that matches the wavelength that's coming in. The proteins are in the octopus skin? Yes, they're in the skin of the octopus. Okay. This so is not a brain again, this thing. Is, right. This is not something so they're like, consciously doing, really. It's something that their mm. skin is sort of doing almost independently. This is kind of like you, you put your finger, finger, you put your hand on a table, and your fingers are like making a decision about what color to change. Yeah. Like you're the skin on your fingers. It's it's the uh, fill tool from Microsoft Paint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically, uh, addition to light input from the eyes is, yeah. is sent to the skin cell. So they, like you said, they have the chromatic aberration. They can sense light through their eyes. They can also sense light through their skin. Yeah. And they can tell the color of it, and they, they match that. Their skin is full of uh, cells that are called chromatophores. These chromatophore okay. cells are each connected to a nerve. That's how they get the input about what color they should be. And these cells have a sack of pigment containing one of five colors. The colors are yellow, orange, red, brown, or black. What? Given species will have different combinations of these. But basically, muscles around the chromatophore contract, and they spread the cell wider and make the color more visible. So essentially, like, Whoa. they sense the light coming in through their skin and their eyes. They process what color they should be, and they tell the cells that say, okay, well, we need to be sort of blue and sort of brown. So we're going to or sort of black and sort of brown, you can say, and then they uh, they uh, spread out the cells that have those colors, the pigments in them so that they're more visible, and they can change the color of their skin as a whole. Does this only work underwater? That is a really good question. Um, I assume no, because they all of those light things will still work outside of water however there's probably going to be a big difference between how water or how light is sensed through as it travels through air versus how it travels through water so there probably will be a difference but the actual mechanism itself is still there okay right right that's crazy. We're going to add so that's, here. That's part of the problem with... Yeah, go ahead, Reed. Just to add, they also, in addition to the uh, chromatophores that they all have, some also have iridophores that cover the more uh, iridescent, like green and blue colors that you'll sometimes see, or leucophores that I believe cover white. Okay, but so, oh, and it's okay. all the same, oh, but it's the same general principle, yeah, Reed, it is, of like yeah. they're, like they're... And actually, so, okay, I was you, mistaken. The, the prefix that you're adding there is just like what the, color the set? Leucophores actually mirror back the colors of the environment which i'm going to read more about that now whoa huh. yeah because okay. i'm not sure how that can work but yeah so basically it's just little sacks of pigment that react to light that are surrounded by things that react to light and are told to open up to show that color it's like an e-ink screen yeah all i can think about is e-ink screens like if you have like a kindle or like a nook mm -hmm. like not one of the fancy kindle fire things it's just a tablet like the readers that are just like a matte color mm -hmm. and the way they decide there's little literally sacks of ink each pixel is just like a little ball of ink and it's either white or black and it just polarizes them to flip them white side up or black side up yeah this is like that very similar actually that's a really good smarter depiction yeah but way smarter and much <laughs> independent but this is why it's really weird to talk about octopus intelligence because mm. how do you classify that sort of intelligence according to how we do it we don't have anything like that yeah and to say that you know our tests of intelligence which octopuses pass pretty well by the way but there are also mm. so many other ways to measure intelligence that we can't even wrap our minds around 
around because we don't have this is the thing that the they body do unconsciously you said what is consciousness i know it's <laughs> like uh i guess what i mean is like is there a directive from their like central nervous system which they don't really have their decentral nervous system well to, there is like it does skin? take in uh color information light information from their eyes and directs it to the cells so there must be some sort of centralization oh. and redirection of that information interesting so in that sense so it's not just each individual cell right. being like what color is in front of me i'll be that color they do that but they also take in information mm. from the eyes got it though in the case Wild. of um, the lucifers or leucophores they are more simple and that they just have a uh, like a clear granule that reflects refracts the light back out so they basically are just reflecting oh the so it's like a light. mirror yeah exactly oh wow that's interesting so yeah okay crazy cool. and yeah wow this is very complex and interesting it's like a it's really interesting because uh you wonder what kind of like ecological niche they live in that requires such incredibly impressive camouflage like mechanics well the that, answer like, is that they are the top predators they are that's not what i would predators. expect it's so interesting that like i mean i guess camouflage is impressive is like helpful for both predators and prey mm -hmm. but like it does feel like more of a prey thing yeah right? yeah i get that because generally like like a tiger is not going around like hiding in the bushes yes they are that's the they reason are. for their stripes yeah yeah yeah. Okay. and like same well, with like lions right like lions are just the color of the sahara but they're not <laughs> so everyone does this yeah but i guess just not as well the th right, like not as well lions don't change colors is the thing that's like if a lion steps in front of a green bush i mean lions yeah. immediately visible is that you a know? fucking lion? Like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but if a, but if a, if you know what I mean? But like if if an octopus steps in front of like a blue rock, it's like now the octopus is fucking blue. Still mm -hmm. can't see it. And also uh, to mention that because of the extreme muscle control that they have over all their skin cells, they can change the texture and make themselves bumpy or smooth or whatever. Whoa. So they can literally look like a rock. Wait, they can. Whoa! They can raise I've seen pictures the surface. Of this. They can raise like basically. Imagine if uh, when you got imagine you got goosebumps. Yeah. But, but on purpose. But on purpose. <laughs> And they were like large and like you could see Ew. from a distance like <laughs> how raised or lowered it was. This is yeah. horrifying. So that in combination with the color change makes them masters of camouflage. That is wild. That's really interesting. Yeah. Has anyone played the um the video game where you're an octopus dad and you have to like walk around Octo and make sure nobody Yeah. Right? Isn't that what it's called? What? Yeah, I think so. I didn't know this. Was you a have thing. to like act like you're a real human, but if you act too much like an octopus, people will freak out. Yeah, you have to like grab stuff <laughs> and have, it's literally like there's a level where you're like walking through the grocery store and you just have to buy groceries yeah. and you're just like slipping around and grabbing stuff and playing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've not played this. It's game. really it's fun to watch. Just like you can great. just YouTube like videos of people. Yeah, playing I think it. I, really yeah, I like watch someone else play it. That's funny. One last thing to talk about anatomy. Sorry, moved away from the micro there. Um, octopuses produce ink. They use this for defense. They just have a little ink sac that basically shoots out ink and is used to defend themselves. Run away. Basically, it's just like poof, they're gone. It's like how ninjas throw smoke bombs. It's like yeah. It's like how ninjas throw smoke bombs. That's good. Also, and because they're in water, it just like is like a smoke it bomb. It is a smoke right? bomb. Like it, it just clouds out and yeah. makes it really hard to see. Uh, also, all octopuses are venomous. Whoa. All of them. What's venomous? That they're bite? Their beak. 
So not only can they like rip off a good chunk of flesh, uh-huh. they will also kill you with venom. Uh-huh. Not that they would kill you with venom because they would drown you as uh-huh. a human. <laughs> well, it would be both. They would drown yeah. you like holding you down with their arms and also biting you, injecting you with a neurotoxin. How right. how venomous are we talking here? Depends like, on would it kill the a person? species. Depends on the species. Okay. There is only okay. one species that would be fatal to humans. Um, okay. However, that species, the blue-ringed octopus, is one of the most venomous things on Earth. Wow. Uh, a tetrodotoxin that uh, the blue ringed octopus has uh, will kill you in minutes. Oh, no. Wow. And you're also it is in the water. Legitimately <laughs> horrifying. Is you're not it, getting out of that. Does it live in a place where, like, it interacts with humans? Uh, like, it's in the Pacific. It's it's sort of hard to run into it. Um, but I okay. actually knew okay. a guy when we went to school uh, who was a marine biologist, and he found a blue ringed octopus, and he fucking picked it up and put it in a specimen bag, and he went over to show it to his professor and his professor was furious oh he was like, my he was like yeah it's a blue ringed octopus i know but i just had to have it and the professor was like that would could have killed you wow he literally picked it up with his hands and put it in a specimen bag and if it had bit him he would have died that's crazy if you can survive the they? first 24 hours they're tiny they're tiny <gasps> oh, they're no, no bigger than the tip of your pinky what yeah. What? They are no. That tiny. makes this way oh crazy. And like, they are they're, packed a... with venom that's twelve hundred times like volume. If, if controlling for volume, it is twelve hundred times more powerful than cyanide. Wow, they are very pretty. They are so gorgeous. Yeah. Wow, yeah, they are. They're like they're yellow octopuses with uh. They look like, like cheetahs. Really bright, but like teal blue rings all over just like scattered around yeah they do kind of it's like a similar spotting to like leopards or cheetahs whoa they're tiny that's so tiny you could get bitten so easily you could get bitten so easily because there was i was picturing like the head was sort of the size of your hand so you could kind of like oh yeah here's a picture of someone (gasps) holding it it doesn't even take up their whole palm yeah they're 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 tiny and luckily, we, they're not really very common. They're, uh, I believe, what, only in, uh, I think, Australia, which, of course, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're, they're a South Pacific species. I think they exist Look out, around Reed. Australia, New Zealand. It looks like they, they do range as far north as Japan. But, yeah, they're in coral reefs in mm. the Pacific and Indian Ocean, the East Asia, Southeast Wild. Asia area. Wait, so what's the biggest thing that an octopus eats? Well, I the biggest the octopus is octopus. a giant Pacific octopus. Which is which can be pretty big. Um, they'll eat large fish. Um, yeah, I would say like a, a large like schooling fish is probably the biggest prey that an octopus would normally take down. How large is that? Like a foot, two feet? Probably at at the maximum. Yeah, the giant Pacific <gasps> octopus is big, but not giant squid big. Okay. But it's like bigger than a person. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Or like the head looks like it's about the size of a person's torso. I'm looking at a picture that might be of like an exceptionally large one, but is is a big octopus. We have the. Uh... Why are its arms so connected? A lot of them are like that they have like a skirt the heaviest around 165 pounds so like the weight of a average size adult man yeah yeah okay yeah right which makes sense this is mostly tentacles but again that's that's the high end of octopus size that's of yeah the two or so largest species most most octopuses are significantly smaller than that interesting so that covers a basic overview of octopus anatomy we've covered where they are in the tree of life we've covered how their body works uh the next thing we want to get into is how their brains work what they what they are like as an organism how they move around what they do and how smart they really are but i think that is going to have to be 
an episode in and of itself. And uh, hopefully our colleague Philip will be here for that episode. I don't know if anyone noticed because there's way too many of us on this show. But we're just missing Philip. <laughs> no not, one knows where he is. He's not here. We don't know. We haven't heard from him. This is also only episode two, so I don't know if anyone's really familiar with the... They figured out the names that we don't uh, have in the description yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Scientifically Speaking. I'm Colleen. I'm Shane. I'm Reed. I'm Dave, and we'll be back soon with more Octo content. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop recording Now everyone here. has to clap, clap at the same time. Stop the recording. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't need to happen. I'm Shane. I'm in the description. I'm Colleen. (laughs) Everything's gotten a shit for me. That's Wally. Wally's definitely not in the description. (laughs) Wally, seriously, no one's there. Come here. Wally. Wally. What the fuck? Oh, he's got his hackles up and everything. What's he freaking out about? I don't think anyone's there. Are you done? Wally, come here. Come, we're going to learn about octopuses. Come. Come here, brother.